Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we'll talk with Indiana University softball head coach Shonda Stanton about the 2023 season in an interview that was recorded before the team's opening weekend in Florida. IU men's basketball wins two more this week while IU women's basketball continues to make history. We will have our high school scoreboard update and look ahead to the week in IU athletics, so let's talk sports. We will start with number 18, Indiana men's basketball, beating number 24, Rutgers 66-60, Tuesday night in Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Trace Jackson Davis, 20 points, 18 rebounds. And he scored his 2,000th career point on a putback dunk and becomes the sixth player in history to score 2,000 career points and the only IU player to score 2,000 points and pull down over 1,000 career rebounds. Miller Kopp had 18 points. IU led 38-35 at half and outscored Rutgers 28-25 in the second half. The Hoosiers came back and beat Michigan 62-61 Saturday night in Ann Arbor. Trace Jackson Davis, 28 points, 11 rebounds. Jalen Hood, Shafino, 21 points, and he hit two free throws with 2.58 left in the game as neither team scored the rest of the way. Michigan had a chance to win at the buzzer, but Jet Howard missed a three. Race Thompson did not play. IU's first road win at Michigan since 2016. Michigan led at half 37-33. IU outscored Michigan 29-24 in the second half. The Hoosiers 18-7, 9-5 in the Big Ten. Up next, Wednesday night at Northwestern, 9 o'clock on Big Ten Network. And Saturday, they host Illinois noon on ESPN. Number two, Indiana women's basketball won a big top five matchup, taking down the number five Iowa Hawkeyes 87-78 Thursday night before 13,046 in Simon Scott Assembly Hall. It was the largest crowd in IU women's basketball history. It was the most watched women's basketball game on the Big Ten Network. The previous record for IU, 13,007, March 30th, 2018 against Virginia Tech in the WNIT Championship game. Grace Berger, 26 points. Mackenzie Holmes, 24 points. Chloe Moore McNeil, 11 points. Iowa star guard Caitlin Clark, 35 points. Iowa's center Monica Sinano was held to just six points and she fouled out. The game was tied 39-39 and then the Hoosiers outscored Iowa 48-39 in the second half. IU 23-1 on top of the Big Ten at 13-1 but it does not get easier tonight at Ohio State on the Big Ten Network. Thursday hosts Michigan 8.30 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. And then Sunday at noon, they host Purdue on the Big Ten Network. And IU announced Friday that all general admission tickets are sold out. So the Hoosiers looking to break another attendance record against their in-state rivals. (music) 
High school sports time. Let's check the local high school scoreboard in girls basketball regional championship games. Class 4A at Bedford North Lawrence. Center Grove beat Franklin 45-43. Bedford North Lawrence beat Evansville Central 67-48. Center Grove and Bedford North Lawrence meet in the first game of the Southport Semi-State at 10 a.m. Saturday. Class 3A at Greencastle. Indian Creek beat Purdue Poly Inglewood 63-31. Indian Creek, of course, has 20-24. IU commit Faith Wiseman. They will take on Indianapolis Bishop Chittard in the second game of the Jasper Semi-State at 12-30. Class 1A at Southwestern Shelbyville. Bloomfield beat Eminence 40-19. Bloomfield will take on Jackson Dell in the first game of the New Albany Semi-State at 10 a.m. All championship games are 8 o'clock Saturday night. In the girls' state swimming finals at IU Natatorium in Indianapolis, Carmel won its 37th straight championship. Yes, I said that correctly. 37 straight state titles with a state record of 498 points over Fishers, who had 223. Carmel won 10 of the 12 events. Bloomington North finished 18th with 26 points. Junior Ashley Friel finished 6th in the 100-yard backstroke and 10th in the 100-yard butterfly. The Cougars finished 14th in the 200-medley relay. Bloomington South finished 42nd with 1 point as Alexandra Eakin finished 16th in the 500-yard freestyle. In boys basketball, Shackamack beat Lighthouse Christian 65-54. Terre Haute North beat Bloomington North 58-57. Columbus North beat Bloomington South 51 38. Lighthouse Christian beat Vincennes Revee 83-44. Evansville Wrights beat Bloomington North 60-53 in overtime. And Orleans beat Edgewood 54-21. In wrestling at the semi-state, the Ford Center in Evansville. Center Grove won the title with 202.5 points. Brownsburg was second with 180.5 points. Two Monroe County wrestlers make it to the state finals out of the 11 that made it to the semi-state. Bloomington South senior Delaney Ruhlman was champion at 170 pounds, and sophomore Cam Meyer was third at 106. The Panthers were sixth with 50 points. Edgewood, 28th with seven points. Bloomington North, 39th with two points. In girls gymnastics, Bloomington North won a four-way meet, scoring 106.65. Martinsville, second, 101.6. Owen Valley, third, 92.7. And Edgewood did not post a team score. And Bloomington North won the Bloomington North invite with a team score of 105.3. That is a look at our high school scoreboard. When we come back, we'll talk with Indiana University softball head coach Shonda Stanton about the 2023 season in an interview that was recorded before the team's opening weekend in Florida. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 
812-333-MAT. Everybody, I'm Hardy the Hat Guy. I think it's safe to say that I am Indiana's biggest fan of high school baseball. And I'll tell you what, I am a fan of talking sports with Nick Jenkinson with the South Central Indiana News Network. Catch him. He is interviewing people across the state. and I'm loving what he's doing. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. On the South Central Indiana News Network, it's time to welcome in my guest. She is starting her sixth season as the Indiana University softball coach and is back for her second appearance on the show. Shonda Stanton is my guest. Coach Stanton, pleasure to have you back on the show. And I know you are ready for the season to get started down in Florida. Yes, Nick, it's a great day to be a Hoosier. We're only a few days out from us boarding that plane and heading to Clearwater going to be beautiful weather down there. Team 50 gets to take the field and we just had some throwback uniforms come in today. So they're cream, which is exciting. We're the cream and crimson, right? And it's the old Trident logo. And so I cannot wait. Our coaches donned them earlier today and showed up at a meeting for our players to see them. So that was a, a nice little unveil. So I can't wait to see our players repping the script. As you mentioned, it's a great day to be a Hoosier. It was a great weekend to be a Hoosier oh, as the uh, yeah. men and women's basketball teams took care of Purdue over the weekend. The men up to number 18, the women to number two for the first time ever. What do you think about how basketball season's going? Man, I Terry Morin has it going on. She is a rock star. Her staff, their players, I mean, talk about veterans and just they do damage all over the court. They just have so much depth and they are incredible to watch. Are they not super fun? And so, gosh, I, you know, I'm proud to be on this campus and be peers with those coaches. I mean, look what Coach Woodson's doing. The IU men's basketball program. That game was electric. My daughter actually took my tickets. I didn't get to go. She took some friends, but she had a blast. And what a memory, what a moment to be in that house the other night. You know, Simon Scott Assembly Hall was rocking. You could, you could hear it on TV. It just sounded electric. Don't forget about wrestling last week, too. I mean, we're 3-0. and You know, I haven't kept up with everybody, but I, you know, I, I'm sure some of these winter sports too, swimming and dive and those types of things, they're, they're doing it up big. But you got to love what you're seeing on the hard court. Well, you got a lot to focus on as you get ready to head to Clearwater, Florida, not only for the first weekend, for the for two weekends. This weekend, you've got Pittsburgh, Prairie View, A&M, Auburn, Howard, and South Alabama. What are you expecting from those teams? What are you expecting from this team now that preseason's about to wrap up. Yeah, when you mention it that way, five teams to prep for, that's a lot, right? I got a great staff who's working hard uh, to prep for each of those teams. And, you know, Pitt is a program that, you know, they had some big wins, some marquee wins last year. Uh, They got an ace in the circle that we'll probably face since it's the first game out of the gates. You got Prairie View and Howard, who were in the NCAA tournament last year, Auburn as well. South Al traditionally is a program that is at regionals. And so from a standpoint of opening weekend, we're going to be challenged. Uh, What I expect from our team is to go out and have a ball, just enjoy representing the script, playing hard, playing in that line mode mentality. We make a mistake, not a big deal. We're first up. So just, you know, really enjoy playing. I, I think we're all ready. We've gotten a ton of live ABs. We're all ready to have an umpire back there, have an opponent in the other dugout and be, uh, you know, just full on Indiana versus anybody we face, just enjoying playing the game. 
Or as you spend this month on the road, you go back to Clearwater the following week. You talked about you're going to basically come back to campus for a few days, have the same basic routine, same everything for that big ESPN Clearwater tournament where it's going to be brutal with Mississippi State, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Arizona. I know you don't want to look ahead, but what are your thoughts to being involved in that big tournament that ESPN's putting on with all the top programs in the country? I've coached for 25 years, and typically when you go into a weekend, you have a good variety of, you know, hey, you're going to face a top 10 club, and then maybe you're going to face a club with an RPI, you know, maybe uh, 75 to 100, but we're going big uh, that second weekend, and what an honor to be invited to that. You know, it's invite only super special, you know, ESPN does it up big, a lot of talent. And, you know, that's what you want. Uh, You want to go up out early and see the measuring stick. You know, what's the standard look like at this point in time, early in the season. I think it's great for our ball club. Uh, You know, for us, it's about surrendering the outcome and going out there. We have nothing but anything to gain. You go out there and you knock off any of those teams. Uh, Those are going to be good quadrant wins when it comes time to talk postseason. So we have an opportunity to build a resume. And so I'm pretty excited about both those weekends being in Clearwater, same facility. This is a great opportunity for our team. And a couple national TV appearances. I see the Louisiana games on ESPNU, the Mississippi State games on the SEC Network, and all the other three games are on ESPN+. Plus. So it's not only a great opportunity for your team, but for everybody to see softball on national TV. Oh, absolutely. This game is so marketable. It's such a great brand. It's fast paced. There's so many great things from swiping bags to dropping bombs, you know, pitchers that, you know, just have so much spin and speed. It's an exciting game. And so, you know, we're thankful to be able to go out there and rep Indiana and cannot wait to throw that first pitch. The last weekend in February, you head back to your alma mater, UNC Greensboro, for a tournament. I know that's going to be a emotional weekend for you. How excited are you to bring team number 50 down to the Carolinas and they get to see where Coach Stanton got to play? Well, you know, I'm proud of the Spartans and what they've done down there through the years. I know they usually win their conference, their league, and they usually get to postseason and we'll have decent weather at that time of year. It's a great facility. I'm still in touch with a ton of my college teammates and roommates and we're on a group thread and uh, there's going to be a number of them back in town. A couple still live down there in the uh, in the North Carolina area. Uh, and so, you know, like anything, anytime we take the field, it'll be a celebration. But I look forward to being able to enjoy some of my uh, teammates. And that's what it's about. You want these young women when they leave here, you know, 20, 30 years down the road to know that they still have people that they can count on. And I know that's the case for me. Last year, you were 27 and 22. You had five seniors graduate. Now, Grayson Radcliffe is back as a grad assistant. So that makes two former players, including Gabby Jenkins, on your staff. How huge is that to have both those ladies on the staff that can teach these current crop of Hoosiers what it is like to go out there and compete every day? It's super special. And we just talked to our team briefly today about when you have joy, and that's one of our core pillars. We have a fancier word for it. But when you have joy, the reflex is love. And I think Gabby and Grayson just embody that so much. They love representing the script. 
They love their time here. And because of that, they've wanted to stick around. They had so much joy to be able to be a part of this program and so much joy to be a great teammate. And now they can be bridge builders, which is exciting. Obviously, Gabby can do more of the coaching. Uh, Grayson, uh, in her capacity and her role, she can kind of lead uh, in that example, just can't coach it. Um, but they do a phenomenal job. And to have people in your system that wore the uniform, that rep the script, to be around our young people, to be able to build that bridge is super special. And I'm thankful for both of them that that they're around. Of course, Chanda Bell is back and Cassie Hendricks, the director of operations, is back. Kendall Fern has left and, and Aaron Clopton has replaced her as an assistant coach. What does he bring to your staff? Yeah, you know, I think he's jumped right in being the new guy and, you know, he is finding his way, which is exciting. He works incredibly hard, He's super eager to make his impact on this game and impact on our program. He's super accessible and available to our athletes. He will spend hours in the cage or wherever we want him, uh, which is exciting. So, you know, I, I got a rock star staff. I'm thankful for each one of them and our, our team, regardless of what happens on the field, my staff is always going to have a good time. Uh, we're going to prepare hard. You know, when you put like-minded people together that love what they do, work incredibly hard, it's exciting to be around. And so I'm thankful for each of them and, you know, looking forward to going to battle with this group. Now, watching you guys last year, the one thing that I loved is you can hit the ball and you steal bases. And there are so many players to hit on. What What are you expecting this season? More of the same from it from this group? Yes, I think our offense is going to be our strength, offensive production. I think defensively, we should be better. We got to be better uh, than what we were last year defensively. We got to take care of the ball. And so our keys to being successful are taking care of the ball and keeping the pressure on offensively. You know, I, I think we we will have more power numbers in our game this year. So our speed numbers may come down a little bit, but we're still going to have the same style running, getting after it, putting the pressure on the next 60 feet. We got to be patient in the circle. Uh, we're going to pitch by committee. We got a really good staff. And so we got to figure those things out. Like who are we giving the game ball consistently to? Like who is going to be that everyday starter and what's that look like? And we got great options. And so I, I think that's where we got to be patient out of the gates. I, I think it does favor typically hitters out of the gates anyhow. And so our team's got to be ready, you know, to be in a fight. We throw a punch, be ready for somebody to throw it back. And we got to answer. We got to respond. I'd love us to score first. I'd love us to have the beginnings. Uh, and so offensively, I think that needs to be our strength. I know pitching by committee was a thing you talked about last year. Of course, you have a veteran staff coming back with Macy Montgomery is one of your top pitchers. What do you expect from her? Yeah, uh, Macy, we're seeing exactly what we saw in the recruiting process with Macy, just a fiery competitor. She's got a different maturity about her this season. We like how she works all zones. She's in a, in a great place. And, you know, I, I think the key with our staff is just understanding uh, what does it look like in terms of how best you can help this program. When you pass the game ball to somebody that you are right there in that dugout, you know, helping them, you know, whether it's something you notice with pitches getting picked, uh, whether it's something you notice with a hitter, can't be worried about what your leash looks like because we're going to be pitching by committee. But I really like what I'm seeing out of Macy right now. We're going to take a quick break. We come back more with IU softball head coach Shonda Stanton after this quick timeout. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price 
and of course the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, this is Bloomington's finest police officer, Kylie Jarrett, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jacobson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Indiana University head softball coach, Shonda Stanton. Coach, we were talking about Macy Montgomery and the pitching by committee. Also, Heather Johnson from Lafayette was one of your aces last year. Talk about her. Yeah, Heather had an exceptional freshman year in the circle. And so for her to have that experience, you know, I know she is going to be game ready and, you know, nice size lefty. But she came out of the gate strong last year. I think kind of the turning point was we were down at Florida State. And there were some incredible hitters that she faced down there that she was able to keep us in the ball game and give us a shot to win it, you know, all the way through seven. I'm pretty excited about Heather's development as I am, you know, a number of the staff. I remember last year when we talked, you said, wait till you see Bree Copeland. She is as good as advertised. Has her ceiling gotten higher this year? Do you expect more? Yeah, you know, we look at it like sky's the limit and, you know, we don't see any ceiling for her. It's, you know, there's a growth process that happens, you know, from freshman year, to sophomore year and then beyond. And, you know, I, I think as she continues to dial in her focus and to dream big and dial in like, hey, what is it that you want to achieve in this game? Then I think that, you know, everything matches that, you know, your effort, your intensity matches, you know, what you're trying to chase. And so she's a, a special athlete. You know, there aren't many kids that you could throw on the mound and then throw her around the corners. You know, we probably won't need to throw her in the outfield this year, but you could put her anywhere. And then to be able to give her a stick, she swings a big stick. So she's a tremendous athlete. And, you know, I'm excited to see uh, what all she can do this year. One of your returning seniors, Cora Bassett, seems to lead the team in, in hitting. I know she's had a lot of offseason attention. I'm sure that she knows that the pressure is on her to produce very well for this team. Sure. What a privilege for her. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that we want Cora to understand is just re- go enjoy playing ball. You know, I, I think sometimes you put a lot of added pressure on yourself of how you can lead and what you need to be doing for the program. And all we need Cora to do is to ball out and play the game hard and fun because that's what she does well. Uh, she swings the bat a little bit differently. Um, she's a special hitter. Uh, and and that combination of speed and power, uh, you know, is pretty unmatched when you look at a lot of lineups, you know, somebody that can, you know, drop bombs and, and she hits the ball hard. Uh, you know, even her outs are going to be loud and they're going to be hard. Uh, and then she runs well. Uh, and then she's versatile. You know, we're actually going to play her a little bit more in the outfield this year, uh, but she will see time in the infield. And, and she's all about the team right now. So I, I'm excited about the place Cora is. I trust her. Um, and, I, you know, I, I'm just excited that we have two seasons with her. 
One of your sophomores that I'm excited about is Taylor Minnick, of course, Edgewood High School. Had a phenomenal year last year as a freshman. Also, Sarah Stone from Bedford North Lawrence, who transferred in from Kentucky. Talk about what you've seen from both of them since they arrived to this offseason with fall ball and preseason this year. Now, hitters hit, and they're both tremendous hitters. They both played travel ball at an extremely high level, uh, super competitive. You know, Minnick uh, being an all Big Ten performer as a freshman, you know, being that local product, uh, just like Stone. You know, Stone got here late. She transferred in mid-year. Uh, and so I think for her, this can be a breakout season, you know, having her feet under her now being here, you know, a whole a whole year as opposed to coming in at January. That's a tough transition. Um, so those are two kids that I think we're going to depend heavily on in the lineup. Uh, Minnick was so clutch in so many moments last year. And so we just want her to go out and, you know, continue to approach the game the way she does at the plate. Um, I think she's got a very disciplined eye. Uh, and, you know, we look for her to continue to barrel things up. And then Stone can be a, a huge slugger for us. Um, you know, we want to see some power out of her this season. Uh, and so, you know, for them, they may be hitting back-to-back at some point in time. However they're hitting the lineup, they can change the game with one swing of the bat. You've got six freshmen that are coming in. Talk about the impact that they're going to have this year. And how have they adjusted to playing fall ball and now being in preseason and getting ready for the real deal this weekend. Yeah, it's always an adjustment as newcomers and they're talented. And and I think more so beyond their talent, I've loved the feedback that we've gotten from our team where they are pleased with how they show up and how they show up every day, proud to be a part of Indiana. And so when you look at that squad, you know, Taryn is one to keep track of. Taryn Kern, she's going to be a starter at second base for us. She's super talented, great lefty stick. She makes some phenomenal plays look super easy. And so that's fun to watch. Avery Parker is another one out of the gates, you know, three Oh count in the fall and she goes yard. So, you know, like she's got power. She's going to be a nice combination with Lindsay Warwick. Uh, we've got a great catcher in Lindsay. So she'll be a nice combination with her back there. Great size swings, a good stick. She can play either of the corners. So that's fun. We've got Sophie on the mound. She's a heavy down ball kid that's going to offer the ability for us to be able to pitch to contact. And then Chloe provides depth in the infield too. Her emotional IQ and her uh, IQ of the game is great for a freshman. You can see the leadership in her already, which that's exciting to watch. And then we've got two kids, uh, L and Cassidy in the outfield. You know, L's got good speed, will fit our run game well. And Cassidy is a phenomenal competitor. And so she may see some time either in the outfield or infield, but all six of them you know, have the ability to contribute early. All six of them need to be patient too, because it's going to take some time to figure out rotations and what that looks like. And they just need to stay ready when their name's called. But we're proud that they're Hoosiers and they're pretty great class. You mentioned she did a great job last year. She seemed so in charge of how she needed to direct the team. Obviously that catcher-pitcher combination is key to everything in in softball baseball just talk about the leadership that she has shown since she's been here yeah you know Lindsay handles our pitchers well and you know I I think it's a little bit different for us to say she handles them well and be actually the kid that's back there uh, receiving a pitch 68 miles an hour you think it's going to be on one side of the plate and it actually is crossing you up on the other side of the plate and and she handles that super well Um, And so when you got a number of pitchers, you know, pitching by committee, you need somebody that's a veteran back there that, you know, receives well. I think her greatest asset, though, too, is her arm really equalizes the run game. 
And so I think some teams just don't look to run. Those that do look to run, she was able to really have some sudden change, whether picking a kid off or just hosing a runner. Uh, And that's been huge for us. And I like how she's been swinging it at practice this last month. Uh, And I like where she is just emotionally right now. You know, I can challenge Lindsay if there's something leadership wise that I need to do a better job of. I think we both have built up enough trust in each other. I can challenge her. So I really like where Lindsay is right now. And finally, of course, the Big Ten is going to be tough. You have Maryland, Ohio State, Nebraska, Michigan State at home. You have Purdue on the road, Minnesota, Rutgers, and Michigan. And, of course, Carol Hutchins, the legend of softball coaches, of course, coached at Michigan, has retired. So how weird is it going to be not to see her in that opposing dugout? Well, you know, she got her start here at IU. She was a graduate assistant here under the great Gail Blevins. And uh, she actually came back for a 50-year celebration. We had so many tremendous people that were back. It was an awesome weekend. But, you know, Hutch is still writing chapters in our sport and for women coaches in general and for women everywhere. Saw her at a week coach event. You know, love the fact that, you know, Maddie White here uh, was able to get us signed up to go to that event to celebrate women coaches and for us to grow professionally. And Hutch was there. Good news is we'll still see her around everywhere. And, And I think there were some home run hires, obviously, her passing the torch. Uh, the legacy to Bonnie. Bonnie is every bit of that program over the last however many years. And then show over at Michigan State, you know, Jackie Joseph uh, decided to retire as well. So both of those women, Jackie and Hutch, are still making an impact, uh, which is great to see. And then the coaching hires, I think, were phenomenal. So the Big Ten, you know, be on the lookout for Big Ten softball. We had seven teams in last year, and we hope it's seven teams in counting in 2023. And we hope that the Hoosiers are one of those Big Ten teams that make big dance this year. Coach Stanton, as always, I appreciate the time. Good luck this weekend. Good luck this season. And, of course, I will see you out at Andy Moore Field when the Hoosiers are home and and look forward to watching another great year, Team 50 of Indiana University softball. And, again, Coach, thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. Go IU. My thanks to Sean to stand for being my guest this week, and special thanks to Chelsea Davidson from IU Strategic Communications for arranging the interview. The Hoosiers finished 3-1 in Florida over the weekend with wins over Pittsburgh 17-5, Prairie View A&M 5-1, and South Alabama 5-1. The Hoosiers fell to Auburn 9-0, and their game against Howard was canceled due to weather. And IU Sports Wednesday, women swimming at the Big Ten Championships in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Men's basketball at Northwestern, 9 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Thursday, women's swimming at the Big Ten Championships in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Softball plays Louisiana at 1 o'clock on ESPNU in Clearwater, Florida. Women's basketball hosts Michigan, 8.30 on the Big Ten Network. Friday, women's swimming at the Big Ten Championships. Women's golf at the Mercer Spring Invitational at Reynolds Lake, Oconee, Georgia. Softball versus Mississippi State in Clearwater, Florida, 12.30 on the SEC Network. Women's tennis at Utah, 5 o'clock. Men's tennis hosts Louisville at 5. Baseball opens the season at Auburn at 7 o'clock. Saturday, men's basketball hosts Illinois, noon on ESPN. Women's golf at the Mercer Spring Invitational. Indoor track and field at the Alex Wilson Invitational in South Bend. Women's swimming at the Big Ten Championships. Women's water polo hosts St. Francis, Pennsylvania at 10.30 a.m. and Wagner at 6. 
Women's soccer travels to Louisville, Kentucky to face Bellarmine in a spring game at 1 o'clock. Softball plays Arkansas at 1 and Alabama at 6 in Clearwater, Florida. And baseball at Auburn at 3 o'clock. Sunday, women's golf at the Mercer Spring Invitational. Women's water polo hosts Pacific at 9.15 a.m. and Cal Baptist at 2.15 p.m. Men's tennis hosts Western Michigan at 11 a.m. Women's tennis at Colorado at noon. Women's basketball hosts Purdue noon on the Big Ten Network. Softball faces Arizona at noon in Clearwater, Florida. Wrestling at Chattanooga at 2 o'clock and baseball at Auburn at 2 o'clock. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. This was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.